three, two, one. See? Yeah. And I press yeah, the record amazing. button. There you go. It's the start of the start of something. Right? Hello and uh, welcome to the, the the first of hopefully either one or two of the We're Not Wizards uh, podcast. I am uh, uh, my name's Richard and I am joined by the one wonderful, the fantastic, the the man who would give you his last life potion if he ever had it. It's uh, Colin. Say hello, Colin. Hello, Colin. Say hello, everybody out there as well. Uh, hello, interwebs. And internet radio people. He doesn't really hate you all, um, but we'll get around to that. You'll find us. Um, the reason that we're doing this is quite simply because there are quite simply not enough podcasts um, in the world. And there's quite simply also not enough podcasts there is a about board trend. games, an absolutely serious thing. And on the other side of it, there is also certainly not enough podcasts done by two guys, uh, especially <laughs> Scottish people <laughs> like us. So we hope you'll bear with us, um, or listen and hate us, or I don't know, just tell your friends, uh, just anything you like, anything you like. Um, what we like to do is we're going to keep this kind of, what, we're just going to talk? It's entirely up to you. This is your show. It's not my show. This it's everybody's show. show. It's everybody's show. The first thing is we are, um, we're obviously already kicking this off by finding ourselves on the usual channels like Twitter. So once you've listened to us, if you'd like to drop us a tweet, it's uh, at uh, We Are Not Wizards. Uh, we've also got our own little website, which is wearenotwizards.com and wearenotwizards.co.uk. Um, but obviously, this is our first time. We are, this is our first night and it is our night and we are uh, it's uh, the wonderful Valentine's weekend as well so what a better way to kick off a podcast than to use our podcast virginity on Valentine's night it's love night at We Are Not Wizards um, let's jump jump off a couple of people that we'd um, well, would like to mention that if you in any way are interested in podcasts and then like your like your gaming, like your board games, or just like some general entertainment, even your films. A couple of guys you want to check out. Um, a lot of love going to the Mass Movie Side UK boys, um, Trevor and Gary. Um, brilliant little film podcast, absolutely funny. Two Scottish guys doing a podcast there. Um, big shout out to the guys at God is a Geek, who are concentrated video games. Mostly I am occasionally on there, but they're very, very good. A lot of video game chat, special guests, a lot of general nonsense. Um, if you're a bit of a Dark Souls fan, as you might find out that, that I am, certainly, um, you might want to check out Twin Humanities with the lovely CJ and Paddy, um, or jump over stateside to join uh, the Boys and Bond fireside chat, uh, which is Gary and Cole, who are, again, Excellent at what they do. And last but not least, um, a new one for me, but it's uh, my mate um, Marcus Bronzy and DJ Ace who do How to Kill an Hour, which is more kind of general nonsense and chat. But it's a lot of fun and it's worthwhile checking out. So shout out to all those guys. You're probably listening to them already. If you're not listening to them already, why aren't you? Just get on there and have a have a word with yourself. But first of all, have a listen. Um and if you do go their way, then uh, make them know that uh, we sent you. Um, so. Yes, Richard. It's Saturday. It is Saturday. It's dark. It's it's very cold out there. It's absolutely oh. freezing. So there's, there's only one thing <laughs> better to do when it's dark and freezing and cold. And that is to stay indoors and possibly play some board games. Board games. Cold-themed board games. Possibly. Possibly. Anything you've been playing in particular that you'd like to, to share with potentially nobody listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have about two viewers, because there's two of us, so mm -hmm. that's all right. Uh, the Look games I've been playing recently, um, in Command and Colours, Napoleonic's brilliant game. I have never... I've seen you play it. You've seen me play it. I've seen you play it around the Leo. You've seen me masked with my Russian horde. Tell me. What what's the message? <laughs> <laughs> what's it about? What do I do? <clears throat> Explain to me as if I was a child. 
explain to you as a child. Um, how do you explain Command and Colors? It's a very, very simple tile game. Um, you, you have your troops based on, on a hexagon-based board. Mm -hmm. Very simple down war game, um, two-player war game, but very dumbed down. You, you have your command color, uh, your command cards, hence mm -hmm. why it's called Command and Colors. Mm -hmm. And they donate what you can move, and um, if you get any special cards, which allow you to, to break the game mechanics. Um, but it's very based around the real battle, so it isn't like uh, Warhammer or something like that. It isn't that a tabletop war game? It's, it's very much simple down to be kind of a board game, but still has those real good core elements of a war game. Lots of scenarios? Lots of scenarios come with it. Um, they're a brilliant company. Um, if I remember, it's GSG Games. Um, we'll find out and we'll put, if there's anything that we missed out, we'll put it in the kind of the show mm. notes at the end or we'll come and hang our heads in shame yeah. next week uh, and tell you if there's anybody we missed out. But is there quite a lot of expansions for it? There are six expansions for it, mm -hmm. each giving you six scenarios. Uh, 20 scenarios in, in, in each. Uh, giving you a whole different Napoleonic era army. All right. Um, Is it good fun? Yeah, well, I really enjoy it, but then I win all the time. So. Ah, you see. <laughs> see, this is when we're going to find out something about Colin, is the fact that Colin likes a game if he wins at it. It doesn't matter what, ah, the, game, what the game is. <laughs> not <laughs> gonna Just as long as I win the first time I play it. Right, so then it's fine. <laughs> Because did we play recently? Seven Wonders? Seven Wonders. I enjoyed that. Did you win? Yes. <laughs> See, that's why you liked it. Seven Wonders, the tale of... The tale of kind of gathering up lots of things and then gathering up more things mm. and then so, paying for more things. Seven Wonders, lovely quick game. Is it? Until you come to the end. Until you come and to scoring it. And then it's my it. god. And then it's sending off from an accountant yeah. to help you with the final scoring, which is fine. But... Napoleon colors. How how long is it? How long is a game? How long is it going to take? How you? long does a game take? Once you've got the board set up, and the board takes about the longest thing to set up about the game. Game will last roughly an hour. An hour. If if you're you're having lots of AP like I do when I, I play one of these games. AP. What's AP? Um, analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. It's basically, when you choke with. Too many decisions to make, and you can't decide what to do. So you sit there for a minute after excruciatingly painful minute. And you just like was you? Is it? Does it have dice? It does have dice, which is unusual for me because I normally hate dice. Why do you hate dice? I hate dice because they throw this horrible random element into your game. Um, yeah, but I like dice. Yeah, but. I mean, if you look at our kind of image on Twitter, well, I know you don't look at Twitter, but if you... No, why would I look at Twitter? Well, our, our, our avatar's dice. Oh, good. Uh, so yes. we're like, well, no, I love dice. And say, oh, that's good, I love dice. That's <laughs> also good to know you've looked at our Twitter profile. Yes, yeah, of course <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've shown you it on several occasions now, which is not, you know. But anyway, moving on. Um, how much does it go for? Not uh, dice, obviously. No, the, 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 yeah. the, the board game goes... Yeah. Um, Commanding Colours is £40 from any good retailer. That's not bad. It's not bad for what you get. Do you get a lot of game for your money? You get, well, you get 20 scenarios in the base game. Yeah. So that's um, 20 hours of play. Yep. That's pretty Plus, good. only if you play those scenarios once. I suppose if you're playing that, you got to because learn. Because of the, you've got to learn how to play the game, but because of the way it comes with you draw the cards, and the cards give you your actions you're allowed to do. All right. There's that much variance in, in the the deck. Yeah. That every single time you play a battle, it will play completely different for you because you won't have the same cards you had in the last battle. Okay. You won't have those same choices to make. You'll have completely different choices to make. That sounds and good. then you've got the whole dice. Dice. <laughs> Nature's way of telling us chance exists. Yes. So, yeah, um, something else you've been playing, or do you want me to say about something I've been playing? Do we take turns, or do you just want to ram it all in? 
at once. Well, like any good gay couple, I think we should take turns. <laughs> okay. Right, okay, so so moving on then. Um, Armada. I have been playing about with Armada. Star Wars Armada. By... I always get it wrong. It's not Final Fantasy games, is it? It's Fantasy it's Flight. Fantasy, Fantasy Flight, Flight games. Yeah. Um, I've had it for what three, four months. It's good for anyone that's not aware. And I mean, with all the Star Wars kind of craziness that's been happening um, over Christmas time, I'll be surprised if you've not at least heard about it. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of the follow-up or the follow-on from uh, X-wing, which yeah. was the kind of the smaller miniature flying about. In the spaceships, shooting each other, and this is yeah. kind of like they had kind of gone with X Wing into bringing in the bigger kind of capital the, ships. They go into, yeah, the, the, they brought in the blockade runner, they brought yeah. in, then they'd made up a Star Destroyer, yeah, and put, and put TIE fighter wings on the side of it and said, nah, Everybody will buy that, that's fine. I want one of those, they're quite cool looking, but they're huge, not um, as big as the blockade runner. Yeah. The blockade runner is about what it's about that big. It's yeah. about, it's a good eight, ten inch, eight, nine, ten inches long. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so our Armada's kind of like, well, let's start again and then let's scale down the blockade runner to being maybe about six or seven centimetres tall and then kind of scale up from there. So um, you kind of got your big capital ships, but they've not exactly kept things to scale. So... No, it's it's... They've taken a little bit of license with with the actual sizes of things, which is an obvious step they would have to do, or, or <clears throat> it just wouldn't fit as a game, really. They've been a bit more kind of loosey-goosey with mm. it, which is quite good, because it means that it allows them, they've now brought in, you've got your little squadrons of X-Wings and stuff like that, yeah. which are obviously not into scale. So the idea is you um, you basically line up your ships and then you fly towards each other and you try and shoot each other mm. as quickly as possible. But it's kind of got some better mechanics than X-Wing. I always found X-Wing was... Do you remember the PC game? Yes. I where, yeah, so I am that old as well. And <laughs> you got to the point where you were just turning your ship in a continuous circle mm -hmm. to take pot shots yeah. and X, at like a TIE fighter or yeah. something. And I felt... Unless you had like a 360-degree firing arc on your ship, you could end up doing that in X-Wing unless you had like the Falcon or the Slave 1 or something like that yeah. when you are playing X-Wing. You could end up in a situation where you're having to chase your enemies all the way around the kind of the... It's the bit that I don't like they've done with X-Wing. Uh, X-Wing's based off of a, a older um, game called... Um, Wings of, of War, yes. uh, which was uh, First World War <clears throat> fighter planes. Um, the, the thing about that is you, you had to put down multiple actions, so you, you were set into what you had to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so you had to put down three of your little movement cards to say, these are going to be your free actions for the yeah. next three turns. Uh -huh. But what they've done with um, with X-Wing is, is they've stripped that down to you've got the manoeuvre you're going to do on this turn. Yes. And you're fixed into that and you can't change it. Yes. Um, but it's only one turn, so you're always able to, all right, he's done that, well, I can just adjust for that. Well, Armada, what, what, it, or what they've done is they've uh, they've decided to they've decided to take that kind of influence from World uh, Wings of War mm -hmm. and they're using it in the special skills. Yeah. So you've got the ability to say, right, okay, I'm going to focus my fire or I'm going to change my speed or I'm going to um, get some engineering points so I can repair my shields or repair my ship. Yeah. And what you do is, depending on the size of the ship, you get these dials that you've got to set um, at the beginning of every turn. So for like the bigger kind of Imperial ships, you'll have maybe like three dials. Oh, okay. So what happens so is that you've got to kind of decide yeah. kind of two or three turns in advance what your strategy is going to be. The movement's still kind of... You set your dials and then you move and then you can go and attack. And it's kind of cool because each 
the size of the ships, unlike kind of X-Wing, where you've got your shield value and then you've got your, your hull value and that's your deck, they've kind of each of the sides of the ships has got its own little kind of shield value. Right. So the idea is to, you can attack from a, from a, from a side of the ship, from basically a, a rectangular side of your ship, or when you get attacked, you defend mm-hmm. yeah. on that side of the ship. So, um, and as your shields reduce, your shields get down to zero, and then you take your kind of your normal, your normal kind of damage cards kind of going forward. Um, I played it three, two, three times, maybe more than that. I've actually, I've probably played it quite a few times now, and I'm kind of really enjoying the level of freedom that you get in terms of because you've got three hundred and sixty degree fire mm-hmm. arcs, yeah. and it's even the same with the. The smaller like stub fight, snub fighters or whatever, is that you can see somebody that is directly behind you, but they've just right. you're not actually really facing that way. You know, if if a if a if an imperial ship's behind you, you can pretty much turn around and shoot at them. And then because of the scale, it's to say that they're so maneuverable that it doesn't matter; they're going everywhere. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of enjoyable that way. Um, as with all um, fantasy flight things, the only two things that annoy me slightly with the whole thing, is the bloody trench box. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do, it's they like, do. you to. know, it's like, I know it's Star Wars, but, you know, the trench was for, you know, the trench was for the Death Star or for the Force Awakens Starkiller base. Yeah. But it's not an ideal box for yeah. storing stuff. So it got to the point where you're kind of thinking, hmm, I think I'm going to deal with Kind of the care, the multi case people would try to uh-huh. sell you a couple of things, but I really, I mean, I'm really liking the game. I'm kind of uh, kind of thinking I'm running out of space, not just because it's a bit of a mishmash, because I've got a couple of extra. You can buy like little squadrons, but they're yeah. really, really generous with the expansions. Well, like on X Wing, you would get you get a ship. In Armada, you get a squadron. If you buy like the Rebel expansion, you get a little squadron of X wings, B wings, Y wings, and A wings. So you get like a good number of an additional ships to it. Um, as I said, but the story side of things, if they if they just change the flipping box, you could get so much more in. Yeah. And if you got so much more in, you'd probably consider just picking up a couple of extra things. But there's one thing I want, which is the, the scum and villainy thing. Oh, right. Are they, is that sort of like the bounty hunters? And yeah. And, and the, the Falcon and the Slave One ah, right. and okay. ship mm-hmm. and everything like that. So they're kind of bringing them in and, and obviously they're... But they're just tiny. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not... I mean, they come on... You obviously only get one ship a stand, but they're, they're obviously, again, they're not really horrifically to scale, but it's to yeah. allow you to, to kind of bring the Falcon in and stuff like that as well, so... I've not looked at it, I've not seen anyone that played it, but I think what it has over X-Wing is that you can, you, you've got enough ships there to not have to worry too much about expanding the base game, because it's an expensive little shite. Well, well I was going to ask you about that. I don't... I... I've seen it for 50. Yeah. Just the base set. I've seen it for fifty, but I know that people have bought. You don't get an awful lot of the base set, do you? You get mm, you get an imperial ship. You get two rebel ships. You do get quite a lot of little, a little smaller fighters. But I guess that's the main thing to X Wing is the X Wing core set's got like an an X Wing and two Tie fighters. So you're pretty much out buying an expansion if you're not buying an expansion at the same time. Yeah. Whereas Armada, you could probably get by with. A couple of months of playing the playing the games because it's it's really really good fun. It's really quite more. It sounds funny, but even though it's bigger capital ships, it's a lot more immediate. Yeah, it's a lot more immediate. You basically when when I played it, um, the times that I played it, you don't have this big kind of pincer maneuver thing. Nine times out of ten, it's just I usually play Imperials. And I'm just like charging, <laughs> charging, yeah. charging. Oh, little rebels are first catch of the day, and I'm but just charging straight in there. So it's good fun. It's it's aimed at being uh, uh, open to the you know get people who aren't used to a board gaming or get people that aren't used to miniature games um, yes. into the the hobby. Really, uh, it's a nice gateway game that way. 
the only problem is that price better that put on it. Um, it's a lot of money, but yeah, then if yeah. if they're playing video games, yeah, then fifty pounds, sixty pound price tag is the same price of. A, well, look a, at it this way: if you went, game. if you went and bought, if you went and bought Battlefront, mm-hmm. then you would be paying. 50 odd quid for the game then you'd be paying another 30 odd quid for the season pass and you would be buying a a beautiful looking waste of time <laughs> oh I burned it oh, oh quick give us oh. fire extinguishers over here for Mr Collins because uh, that was an excellent burn fist bump <laughs> there you go fist, fist bump going on um, what you did mention though was bringing people into the into the board gamey thing and because it is beautiful Valentine's weekend, <laughs> I bought you. A, I bought you. I've not bought you a gift. Um, I've got. I've got love letter in my hand, <laughs> and it's little. It's little pouch of furriness. And for those, I mean, let's face it. If you're a board gamer, you've probably played Love Letter until the cows come home, or one of the. 600 different, different variations. I've seen a Batman one the other yeah. day. Uh, I don't know what you're meant to be hiding against. Did you do Joker or something uh, like that? There's yeah. a Japanese one that I've seen that's quite nice as well. But Love Letter is essentially regarding a princess and getting a letter to her. And you do this by... It's very, very simple mechanics, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, it's... I've persuaded my mum to play it mm-hmm. and she didn't she didn't understand at all what was going on, but she still played it until she got halfway through and then said something, which made me believe that she just really hadn't understood what the last what happened in the last <laughs> five rounds. She's like, so if I roll a five, does that mean I get out of jail? No, because we're not playing Monopoly. Monopoly. Stop it. And we're not going to talk about Monopoly because it's shit. Um, but the idea is that you get... Uh, you get different cards, and each of the different cards has like a power on it. And uh, the idea is that you only ever have a you only ever have a, hard, a hand of one card. And what you do is you pick up a card and you discard another card, or that means playing your other card. And when you play that other card, that gives you that power to 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 do with as you see fit. So you've got like a handmaid, which until your next turn ignore the effects of all the other cards, or you've got the guard which allows you to choose another player and tell them and try and guess what they've got. And if you guess correctly, then they get kicked out. And most importantly, you've got the princess, which if you discard the princess card at any time, you're out of the round. So the whole idea is you're basically a suitor and everybody else is a suitor as well. And you're trying to get rid, make sure that everybody else gets rid of all their cards. And so you're left with cards at the end. And it is... Have you you played Love Letter? Yeah, I've played several times. Have you ever have you won at Love Letter? Uh, no. So do you like Love Letter? Uh, no. Okay, he doesn't like it. I like it's, it. It's it's all right. It's it's a very very simple. It's an entry game. game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I played it with the kids. I play I played it with my kids quite a few times, and it's kind of like our go to game. When we want something to do for like five ten minutes, yeah. it's a thirty second setup job. Exactly. It's also yeah. quite good fun as a little party game as well. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. You rack it out. Granny can play it. Your dad can play it. Your mum can play it. Your your well, your mum can't play it. Can no, she can't. Please just establish she can't play it. She was confused by it. So, <laughs> okay, so maybe your mum can play it, but definitely not. Uh, definitely not my my mum, my dear listener. Um, but it's yeah, it's a, good, it's a little good fun game, and it's obviously since it's Valentine's Day, I've not got it. It's not like I'm gonna here's my here's my velveteen bag. <laughs> well, it, it, it's so silky smooth. <laughs> it's got gold writing on it, isn't it lovely? We'll put that to one side. So there you go. Anyway, moving on, we're gonna cover everything. We're not wizards, but we'll not talk about being wizards because. Wizards are quite weak. Do you not like wizards? I don't, I, I don't like playing wizards in role-playing games because... Descent. Remember when we played Descent? We, we did play Descent. And I don't think anybody went away. We went away. We went 
clerics and we went scouts and we went warriors and we went anything as long as it didn't involve magic users because they had decent spells but when it came to smacking folk in a corner they were crap weren't they? yeah it's it's, it's just um been a, a running joke in an awful lot of our role-playing games that, that we don't play wizards um is they're always overpowered as Hades. Yes. Uh, it's it's not fair. And they it's don't, just not fair. They don't bring balance to the force at all. There's always, <laughs> there's always somebody coming in going, ah, yes, but I found this scroll of anti-blibliblibacadax, which means that I instantly wipe out all of the enemies in the room and I get myself a nice warm bubble bath at the end of it. And you're just like, what? Yeah, if you can't tell, Richard doesn't play with I don't play war. I don't. Play <laughs> I don't play. I don't play role playing. Yet. I definitely never, never was a wizard. Um, yes, but the other thing was when I told the guys at work that I played board games. That's the thing that they were. They all said, "Oh, so are you playing the wizard tonight? Are you going up against the orcs? Are you doing this?" It's like, no, I'm playing Power Grid tonight. Oh, what's that about? Is there any magic in Power Grid? <laughs> Only the magic. Only the magic of power. <laughs> the magic of economics and electricity. <laughs> you ignorant shite. And uh, yes, and uh, Tristan, you are very much missed. Uh, now he's he's left work. Oh, that kill him. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. But, no, so that's that's we're kind of you know we don't we don't we do everything. We play card games when it comes to role playing games or any games. Wizards are just. No, nothing. Nothing. Leave it alone. <laughs> Go away. But one of the things that you have been playing is um, a frosty old cold game. Speaking of it being cold outside, there's a segue. Yes. There's a segue. You finally brought... <laughs> I, I gave you that wonderful <laughs> entrance into the game. And, and you went off on this crazy... I know, tangent. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But it's cold outside, so what have, <laughs> what have you been playing? What we've played... Dead of Winter. Yes, we have played Dead of Winter. And what is Dead of Winter? And Dead of Winter is, and what is it about? And well, where are my words? Well, looking at the side of the box, it is a Crossroads game. And uh, Crossroads games are, Richard, what are they? Crossroads games are basically situations and scenarios among a group of people that will affect the gameplay in one way or another. Mm -hmm. The game is designed and produced by Played Hat Games and by a gentleman by the name of John Gilmore, who we like a lot. We like a lot of his work. And Dead of Winter is basically, here's a group, here's a colony of survivors. They are um, struggling for food. They're struggling for medical supplies. Um, they're potentially struggling with each other. And uh, and the idea is, oh yeah, and there's kind of zombies everywhere. So, but are the zombies, the zombies aren't the focus. This isn't kind of zombie no, side the, or anything the, like the that, is it? The focus is definitely protecting the, the, the people you have in the colony. Yes. Um, the colony is just the encampment that, that your characters are yes. hiding out in, depending yes. on the mission. And then you can go out and about and try and go to those locations you can go to, yeah. schools and police stations and supermarkets, to basically try and get supplies. Basically, at the end of every round, or no, the end, of the, the beginning of every round, rather, yeah. get it right. The beginning of every round, you're given an aim. And that could be, oh, there's a scenario where... Oh, look, old Aggie Brown's been at the cough medicine again, which means, oh, we're all going to suffer from bad coughs. You better get yourself to the chemist and get yourself some, some medicine, otherwise everybody's going to be hacking and coughing all over the place. And that will bring the zombies. Exactly, because it will generate a lot of noise, which is a true thing. Because yeah. yeah, that, that, that does happen. And um, so, Well, you know, you've got so much experience with zombies. It's... Uh... it's... <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> Just let's not. Um, just leave it alone. Um, and why? Um, and <laughs> just no. And um, 
the idea basically is that you are told to go and get some stuff and you can visit the various places. There will be zombies attacking home base. There will also be potentially zombies in the places that you're visiting. But even things like moving between destinations, there's a potentiality for you to get bitten. And if you get bitten, then you can become a zombie. You just basically... Well, that, that, you know. that particular character is dead, basically. Yeah, pretty unless much. they have an ability that stops it. Exactly. Unless you're like the dog. Yeah. There is a dog in this game. You want to be the dog. You want to be the dog. The dog, he can't speak, but he's a dog, which means he can go wherever he wants to. He, so he gets my seal of approval. So you go to like the hospital, you pick up some medicine, you'll have to roll for what they call exposure. And then you can stay because, there and you yeah. can search stuff. And if you search for more stuff, then you create noise. Which can attract the zombies. Well, the zombies are going to come and kick your butt. Or eat you. Probably not kick your butt. The legs would fall off. Would the legs fall off? But I don't think they'd be interested. Is there a kick attack on a zombie? Would that, or would they just bite? It's, They're not incredibly strong on their legs. It's, it's more the, the grab bite. Well, I'm, I'm going on my great... I'm going on my great experience of zombie films zombies, that I've never yeah. actually yeah. seen a kicking zombie. Quick, here comes the kicking Unless Oh my god. There we go, there's a whole new genre. The way of the kicking zombies. The kicking zombies. Oh my god, 28 days later, fast zombies. Fast that zombies. That was terrifying enough. Fast kicking zombies. Now we've got kicking zombies. Kicking kicking the hell out of humanity. <laughs> and then before they eat their brains. There's going to be a whole scene <laughs> just zombie kicking a guy in the head and the, under the chin. <laughs> And then his brain flies out of the top of his head and he catches it like this <laughs> and just eats it. Just, I think that's a hat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that's that has to happen in, in Dead of You can make it happen in Dead of Winter. Because this is the other thing is that um, the social structure in there is quite interesting because not every it's almost like you're fighting against the elements. It's a cooperative game, but you've also got the chance for somebody to be a traitor. So if you're told you have to get, say, five medicine for a certain thing to be successful, then everybody goes away and they've got a chance to play things into a pile. But you don't play them kind of face up, you play them face down. So if you decide you want to be a bit of a, a, bit of a, what, a, bit of a nasty person, if you've been assigned like the traitor card, then you can decide, I don't want this to win, I don't want this to happen. So you can play like food instead, and that means that they lose the round as well. Yeah. And we've never actually played the game with a traitor. No. We've played it, and we've not played it with the next thing, which is putting people into exile. Mm. But I think that was because the games, the games hard enough. Yeah. Without, without. I mean, this is one of these things you could go all in and play it with a traitor, and then you would you'd last about. Three or four rounds. You don't get that many rounds yep. um, to play through, and also it's to do with morale. There's not only the number of rounds you play; it's also the, the morale that's in the entire camp. If you exile somebody or if somebody gets killed, then morale drops. So a lot of the time, we've ended up losing the game in quick succession because yeah, just one thing. Somebody getting bit. Yeah. Uh, just one thing, and then it just snowballs, and the much account. like you know, when you're walk, watching The Walking Dead, one little thing happens. You know, someone leaves the gate open, and then all of a sudden, your farmstead is overrun with zombies. And everyone's running for their lives. <laughs> Hands in the air, <laughs> watching out. Here comes a kicking zombie. Here comes because that would happen. It'd yeah. have to be set in a football ground. Oh, God. Not an American football ground. You guys still do some kicking, obviously, in UK. A soccer ground. Do you call it soccer? I would never call it soccer. We'd have that? an argument today. There was a was a television program. Yeah, it's a game with a ball that you kick with your feet. It's a television program on, but they were talking. It was American. It was an American kids show, and they were talking about playing soccer. Yeah. So my youngest was saying, let's play soccer. My oh, middle no. boy is telling, it's football. You say, my little child... And sticking them outside in the cold and the rain. But this is American television teaching my children. Yes. Because I am a lazy parent. <laughs> and I plug them in. Yeah, Netflix, cultural, you're brilliant. We love you. Thank cultural you. invasion that's happening to us. Oh, kingdom. stop it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs>
let's move on. Frostgrave. Yes. Tell me about Frost. Well, it's keeping with the cold. We don't yes. even have to segue that. We have to say, tell you what, listener, keep your jacket and your gloves on because dead of winter may be cold and it's wonderful and it's brilliant. And I've heard there's an expansion coming out for dead of winter. Is there? Ooh. The Long Dark Night or something. Well, that's, that's a film, isn't it? The Dark Night. Anyway, there's an expansion coming out for Dead of Winter, which we'll try and track down and then apologise for not knowing the next. Where is he? Where's the zombies? <laughs> You've been looking for the zombies for some time. Um, no. Anyway. That's why you would shoot a zombie in the head. <laughs> before throwing him out of an airplane. You thought you were born to zombies. I was born with it. He's just kicking these zombies out the way. <laughs> Frostgrave. Frostgrave is something... Frostgrave is another thing set in the cold. It's winter time. It's Valentine's. If you're feeling cold, snuggle up to your intended or un- or unintended. But Frostgrave is... Because you've been playing this yeah, it's... in another room. Yes. Yeah. With the people that do miniature stuff. Yeah, our our club is is segregated into good guys and the miniature players. Um, <laughs> the people that there's no clique. No, except no, no, maybe no, shut no. the door. And there's a clique. Yes, we have a nice quiet room. And, we have and a look, they can have their room. We have a board game room for board game people and for local <laughs> people as well. Frostgrave. Yes, it's tell a, me, it's a miniatures game, which is horrifying me because I I have a love hate relationship with them. Um, Why? Oh, I, I I end up throwing all my toys at the pram when when I lose badly because I've rolled the dice. Colin doesn't like a game, <laughs> as we've already said. If he loses that at the first time, it automatically gets a black mark. As yep. you'll find out in the weeks, possibly days and months to come. <laughs> anyway, Frostgrave. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a small skirmish-based miniature game. We don't know, audience. What do you like, how, or how involved in, in the whole world of board gaming and miniatures you are? So I'll explain it probably too much because I over-explain everything when I explain things. Um, it's a miniatures game, um, which is based around small skirmish units. Uh, a bit like Mortime, you, you control a wizard. I know we, we're not We don't wizards. like wizards. I'm, I'm, I, I don't play a wizard in it. I, I play a chronomancer, so that's fine. Is that a time person? Yes, yeah. He controls time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're going to battle. We're going to battle in five minutes. No, we're no, going to have a cup, no. of, I'm having a cup of tea. tea. No. But it takes 20 minutes to heat the kettle. Hold the battle. Hold the battle. <laughs> yeah, so freeze everybody. You know, just freeze people and go up to them. And yeah. yeah. So you do. You, you can do, yeah. It's, it's got it's a lovely little mechanic. easy to win. No. Because your opponents, their wizards have their abilities as well. Uh So you have your wizard. He has an apprentice who has all the abilities of your wizard, but he's not as good. Right. And then you have, like, your sort of warband, which is up to eight other models. And uh, you're basically running into this ruined city, trying to grab as much treasure as you can before the end of, of the scenario. I but don't understand that about treasure. What? About ruined cities and stuff. You know, ruined cities have got to have treasure, don't they? They don't have yeah. to. I mean, let's face it, you go oh, to like... Basra, that's bound to be free. Remember Cash Generator. Right? Bear with me on this. Okay. You used to go to Cash Generator, uh-huh. and every Monday, you had to make sure you were there quick. Because what they did is they gathered up everything that they got over the weekends... And all the good stuff went out on a yeah. Monday. I mean, I was talking video games. They used to sell... This is back in the day before, kind of like eBay and stuff like that, when they used to, like, and Cash Generator weren't really switched on. So they used to stick out, like, copies of Dreamcast games and stuff mm. like that. You know, they'd obviously check. They had to, like, say, well, but give it three days until the police turn yeah. up and go, oh, those have been nicked from somewhere. <laughs> but well, you used to put them out on a Monday... And then you go and you go, oh, Shenmue 2 on the Dreamcast. I'll have that for a fiver. Nice. nice. And that's now they've caught a caught up. Mm. So this is why I don't understand about ruins. 
because basically the entire, all the good stuff in cash generator was cleaned out by Tuesday morning at the latest. Yeah, well, just imagine your wizard isn't a wizard, he's actually just a jakey, and, and he is desperate for his fix. <laughs> he, he will sniff out anything, he, all the copper. He's he's yeah, gone in there for, for, for the copper in the walls, man. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand anyone that would go. Oh, where should we put this valuable item? Uh, oh, there's a chest over there that's open. Yes, let's stick it in there because nobody's going to go looking for it. In that. They're just the whole Dungeons and Dragons lot need to, <laughs> need to learn where to stick the stick the treasure. You know what I mean? Oh, let's put it in the chest. Oh, you know, not kind of. I don't know. Just hide it somewhere else. Hide it in. I would stick it in a barrel. Well, because everybody just goes around destroying them, and they don't pay them any money. Oh, there's a barrel. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, look, there's a treasure chest. to open that. Barrels, they just leave them alone. Barrels are potentially ways to hide stuff. Potentially. Well, yeah. Anyway, they are known for for holding things of like whiskey and stuff. Frostgrave. Yes, yeah, small <laughs> miniature games. But it's skirmishing. Eight groups, eight guys. Well, you, well, well you have your, your ten miniatures on, on, on each side, mm-hmm. which uh, is a nice size. It makes it really small, compact, and fast playing game. Mm-hmm. Then, because you have uh, ten different types of wizards. All right. And then they have the choice of, I think it's... 12 spells. All right. So you make your wizard from a combination of, of the type of wizard you've gone for. Right. And then the the sort of aligned schools with that wizard. So each wizard is completely different. So you don't know the abilities that your opponent's going to pick before you start playing the game. Which gives it that lovely random element with replayability. Is, do you end up then spending... Is there a long setup time? Because one of the things I've noticed with the RPG, well, RPG guys is they seem to spend six weeks rolling. Well, it's, it's not a role playing game. Right. So you have your base stats for everything, you're just picking the spells. Alright, that's, that's okay. So is it quite a quick setup then? Yes and no. It depends. It, if you're just having a one off skirmish game. Yes. Then there's nothing like a good skirmish. Then maybe. 20 minutes, half an hour to pick your wizard. Yeah. Um, but if you do what we're doing at the club, running a campaign, then you want to put more thought into it. So, so I probably spent about 40 minutes making my guy. I suppose that's not bad. Or my little squad. That's not bad. Because that is a pain. That can be. That is the only, mm. that is the only downside to Dead of Winter. Was the setup time the first time we set it up took well took it's not long. been the longest game we've had to learn Rex no I've, um, I would say Arkham Horror oh, took us uh, no, 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 a day no, no, to work no. out to play just that was a horror mm. I've read it and both think it's amazing it's a good game a day. ah there you go <laughs> see it's a good game because Colin won so there you go Arkham Horror Fantastic. You, you might want to play something like uh, Eldritch Sign because it's streamlined it down a bit more. Yeah. Are you continuing your campaign in Frostgrave? Yes, yes. Will you let us know how you're getting on in Frostgrave? I will let you know how. If you if you like hearing about um, Colin's uh, Frostgrave kind of adventures <laughs> and you want to congratulate him or offer him tactical help or you know, just find out a bit more about the game. Obviously, tweet us. Uh, you know, we're oh, not wow, that's us. amazing. I'm getting a tweet just now. Was it? No. Because oh, okay. we're just oh. recording it. It's not like it's Damn. going out live. Damn. Because that would be cool. The tweet said no. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frostgrave, definitely worthwhile trying. I would say if you're up for a wee miniatures game, yeah. Does it have specific miniatures? Do you buy, like... They the have their own line of miniatures, but it's from uh, Offspray, uh, Offspray Games. They That's are, like the Seabird? Yes. Right. Yep. That's Offspray. And they are a, a company that is very much into just making rules. Oh, right. Okay. So they, they've gone to a third party to, to make miniatures for the game. Cool. But 
they are completely open with you bringing any miniature you I want suppose. to the game. Yeah. They, they're not that, they're not GW, they're not going to throw you out the competition because you have one miniature that has something you've made out of green stuff on it. Mm. I suppose. Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's not obviously strict as like Warhammer. Okay, no. so you're not allowed to use that one. That's last year's. Here's the yes. code, here's the codex from this one you've got to use. If it's, you can't, you've, yeah, got, you have this, you've got to get out. £2,000 worth of, of fantasy miniatures. Well, we've just scrapped that game, so you can... <laughs> no. Uh, dodgy business models. Let us move on. Let us move on. So Frostgrave, worthwhile going. I'd give it a we'll go. find out it's worthwhile giving it a go. So we'll, we'll keep, obviously... Um, Colin will give us uh, Frostgrave updates as we go, um, as we lay out these. Lost my first game. So he hates it. I then. do hate it. You do hate it. Um, something that we have played together quite recently. Now, this isn't just going to be stuff that we played, but we just, you know, if there's games that we've spoken about which we you haven't heard of, then, then take a look because we, we have impeccable good taste. <laughs> and. Uh, and if we say it's worthwhile looking at, it's potentially worthwhile looking at. But one thing we have played is Steampunk Rally. Now, Steampunk Rally is a Kickstarter game by Roxley Games. Um, it's it's damn good fun. Well, it was good fun. And it's basically about what would happen is if you got all of the famous inventors that you know, like Tesla and Marie. Well, she's not. She's a scientist. Marie Curie. Thomas Edison, um, Alexander Graham Bell. Um, yeah, if you got them involved in a race where they were to build a machine to transport themselves and win the race as quickly as possible. As I say, it was a Kickstarter. Um, the artwork on it is, what would you say the artwork's like? It's it's cartoony, but it's... It's, it's nice. It's good, yeah. It's nice. It's, you've got... It's a card and dice game. You've got lots and lots of little kind of. That's cards. weird because I, I would have called it. Uh, uh, how do you describe that? Um, card draw game, really. You know, yeah, it's, it's, I guess. It's almost like that. It's kind of like. Is it kind of like? It's kind of like horizontal. Yeah, horizontal deck building. Yeah, basically, where your decks laid out before you, and then. And then the second part well, is... Because, you know, you, you're picking the card that you want to play and then you're passing those cards on to... The next the, person. The, the person to either side of you. And yeah. then it said there's a second stage where you're basically creating dice. There's three mm. different types of dice. There's blue, red, blue, red and yellow dice and each of them represent either electricity, fire or steam. Yeah. And you can place your dice on your machine depending and depending where you place your what type of machine part it is. Yeah. It's either going to give you speed, it's going to give you shields to protect your vehicle, or it's going to give you um, or it's going to give you the ability to produce different coloured dice or or bonuses yeah. um, or, or, or cogs. We played we played it was it seven? It was an eight player. Was it eight? I'm sure. Did we it was go eight, yeah. it's, it's one of these games that it's more. It takes up a lot of space because obviously everybody needs a bit of space to lay down their cards, and it can get a bit frantic as well because because you're building up machines as you go, you can end up getting kind of like, was it chain reactions and stuff? Yeah, one thing triggers the other thing. Yeah. Generates you five more dice, which triggers another thing, which. Moves you on, yeah, forward, moves yeah. you on, moves you on speed. And the other side, you've also got special cards that you can play, and the special cards can, um, can basically um, have a laser that shoots the first, the first two people in front of you, mm -hmm. and causes them to lose uh, both machine parts, um, which was a mistake because in the next couple of rounds, <laughs> that person then came back and obliterated your machine and pushed you back. <laughs> To last place, which you'll not be doing that again, will you? <laughs> you know who you are, and uh, you just mess with the wrong person on that night. But that, I mean, um, Kickstarters for me have—they've got the potential to be very, very good. 
before. They've also got the potential to be kind of like played once and then kind of thrown now off. I've, I've only the covers. sparingly joined Kickstarters. I've done like, a couple. Yeah. I've done a couple. And um, I must admit, I've done was it, um, Lift Off. Uh, get me off this planet. That was a that was a really really high quality game. Captain is dead, which I was another game it. which we played. That was a good game as well. And then, but there are you do get the feeling that there's some guys that are using it to um, advertisement. Yeah, that they're yeah. kind of it's a pre-order place. You know they're yep. going to make it. They're going to make it anyway, and they're just looking to try and find out how many people are interested in buying mm-hmm. it. And you're wondering if they really needed the kind of the Kickstarter in the first Absolutely. place. Yeah. So I guess if you are interested in Kickstarters, obviously look at the popular stuff, but it's worthwhile considering the smaller guys as well. Because Steampunk Rally, they're not a well-known... Rockstar no. Games aren't well-known, and that was fantastic. The guys that made The Captain is Dead, they're now doing an expansion, and their artwork on that game yeah. was fantastic. And it was the most stressful game <laughs> I think we've played and the idea was basically you have got <clears throat> you got so many moves to get kind of like your hyperdrive uh, up and running before yep. before some kind of horrific thing happens but then every single turn it's like the they, they kind of advertise that it's the last 10 minutes of any kind of sci-fi um, yeah. episode yeah. in which everything just completely goes to the wall and you've got to kind of pick yourself up and dust yourself down and go on with it. And I remember, we, we lost by a card, I think. Uh, the first time I played it, I won. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you win it? Yeah, I was playing with Leo and Stu. Oh, and you won? Yeah. <laughs> I think we, then we played it and we lost by like a card. Yep. We had one card to go and then we basically, the whole, everything kind of fell down around, kind of around its ears. But yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, that was good. No, I mean, Steampunk Rally, if... I don't know... This is the thing with Kickstarters, is that if they are very, very successful, how easy it is to get hold of them once they're for, for sale. Because I'm aware that... Mm-hmm. I know of a couple of games that I've got that they have done quite well. I know that Captain is Dead is actually restocking their stuff. Oh, excellent. And what I mean by that is they're changing... <laughs> they're not just restocking, they're changing, I think, the card stock. Yeah, you it can was... Buy the problem with Kickstarter is things can be of varying quality and yeah. you can see the lack of quality in some of the stuff with Captain's Dead. Yes, I mean the box was... The box was... Not brilliant. Stood up about five minutes when you lent it to someone. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> um, let's not go there. This is like, I'm coming across as some kind of horrific bitter person and that's not... That's true. I'm just going to well, put my hand up and just say it. <laughs> you know, if you're going to try and find out what we're like, then you might as well find out from the from the very, very beginning. But, um, yeah, yeah, as you say, Kickstarter, I think... The thing I found best of the things I bought... Oh, well, I said buy off of Kickstarter. You don't buy your, 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 your gambling that you get the product at the end of the day. But the best things I've had from Kickstarter have been... Game Aids. I I, I, yeah. um, I joined a Kickstarter, didn't know it at the time, but it was actually a company in Edinburgh that was uh, making little individual carry cases for card decks. Oh, right, okay. An absolutely brilliant quality little thing. Yeah. Um, Who are they? Oh, I, I would have to look up the name. All um, right. But... As you can see, Colin's, <laughs> as, as you can see, Colin's, Colin's holding it up to the camera. <laughs> Um, it is kind of silver. It is like, do you know what it's like? If you imagine like a little roadie box from a rock concert, <laughs> it's one of those metallic things where they probably keep the booze, the drugs, and the and their little red smarties. Yeah, kind of all in one place. So it's like one of those, but it's really quite nice. It's got dice yeah. in it. Yeah, or die in it. Dice or die. You just said you're not like die. They're just totally telling, just getting discovered and telling lies anyway. Um, you don't control me. I, <laughs> I possibly don't. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I don't think I've backed anything for a while. I think the, mm. I'm for, I think the only disappointment I've had is I've had one, and I'm not going to talk about it on here, 
But I'm just going to say, if you reach your target and you smash your target, and you realise that you're providing double the content that you thought you were going to do, go and have a look at the flipping box that you're sending the stuff. <laughs> cut, cut a long story short. Very, very highly fund, very, very highly funded Kickstarter that ended up opening up a whole pile of, of uh, stretch goals. And uh, they decided to stay with the design of the box that they decided, which was a really nice design box. Um, but um, it was uh, there was just simply not enough space at all to put all the extra stuff that you have to the point that when I have, I'm having to wait for another storage solution, so I'm going to have to get that separately. And the stuff itself still rests in some kind of cardboard box, which um, mm. you thought if yeah. you smash your stretch goal... You could have stretched you out, could have stretched out even just a normal standard bigger box mm. without a trench. Fantasy flight, no trench. Well, I have the, <laughs> the last that? time I, I, I bought, well, joined a, a Kickstarter, and I, um, it's a little dexterity game called Push It from uh, oh, yeah, PushItGame.com. We played that because I love dexterity games. <laughs> we played Catacombs, didn't we? Yes. Oh, I love Catacombs. We have to play that again. We, that, we need to play that lots. Catacombs is fantastic. Yeah. It is. It was good fun. In fact, I think I pretty much, I was I was kind of tweeting about it when we were playing it. Mm-hmm. It's just Dungeons and Dragons without, the, without it being a pain in the butt. If you've ever played Descent and you've spent a whole night playing one, one mission... <sighs> <laughs> You could play the entire game of Catacombs, the entire dungeon crawl, in the exact same time. <laughs> ah, Descent. We tried that, didn't we? We enjoyed it. We had, I a, enjoyed lot of, it we had a lot of fun with it, but asses, you, were the, but... you were the dungeon master. I think it was just rolling it out again and again and again and again. Yeah. You it's, know. it's getting people. The problem we have is everyone works. Yes. And it's getting free time. Yes. To get everyone together to play it. As with everybody. As with everybody. We're lucky because we have um we have a kinda like a we've got a dedicated club that everybody can meet up and there's obviously times outside that mm-hmm. um where it happens as well. Um which is good because some of these games do take are asking be, for a yeah. long time investment, which is sometimes good and sometimes not yeah, so good. Sometimes you you want that, that whole four hour brain drain. Yeah, and sometimes you just want a quick fifteen-minute blast. Yes, there's nothing and, like um, a good fifteen-minute blast. Hey. hey, love letter. That's a fifteen-minute blast right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what's going to happen over the next? I don't know. First of all, um, if you're listening to this, um, thanks for listening to it so far. This is our first time. Um. Doing a podcast, yes, it's not. It's been quite enjoyable. Mm. We're planning. Obviously, this is where we say, "Oh, we're planning mega things." Um, we have got potentially a couple of um, a couple of guests for the show, and we've potentially got a couple of really good guests for the show as well. Not saying the other guests are going to be. <laughs> My might die, <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> Let's get Stuart talking about magic. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, we're hoping to bring kind of <clears throat> maybe a couple more chats through some board games we've played, possibly some more reviews. Um, <clears throat> again, if you have, I mean, if you'd like to get involved, we'd love for you to, you know, um, if you have listened to this and enjoyed it, we're going to try and put this on iTunes um, and hopefully we can get some likes, some shares, and some ratings. Um, if you liked enough tonight and wanted to send us a tweet about how great or how crap it was then feel free it's at at we're not wizards we've got the website which is we're not wizards.com and we've also got we're not wizards.co.uk and we've also got the email um address which is um which is magic at we're not wizards.com or .co.uk yeah so you can guess um, is that's almost that's almost an hour of absolute 
rubbish. Joy, I was going to say. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's good, it's good to know. Glass is half... Where is your glass? Oh, it is half full. Yep. Oh, I thought it was half empty. <laughs> um, but again, uh, we shall be back. Um, I don't know why I'm saying um a lot, because we managed to not do that through the entire podcast so far. I think we should sign off. Okay. Do you want to say goodbye, Colin? Goodbye, Colin. And I have been Richard, and we have been... We're, we're not wizards. We're not wizards. Fuck wizards. Well, not. Unless, of course, you're married to one. Then you can fuck them all the one. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>